Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Wednesday night. Hope everybody's having a fantastic evening. Halfway through your work week, we're going to help you get just a little bit closer to the weekend with the Prime Time Show tonight. Uh, we are going to talk this evening about the biggest news, well, really the only news in the NFL, which is that Baker Mayfield has been officially traded to the Carolina Panthers, ironically enough, who his former team, the Cleveland Browns, will face in week one of the NFL's regular season slate coming up very, very soon. We're going to talk about what this means for Baker, how this affects the balance of power in the NFL, and get into a situation about what this means for an interesting division in the NFL in the NFC South. We will also wrap up tonight's show doing a little bit of prospect watch. We've got some downtime right now, or at least I do in my schedule. So I've started to watch some college football players look ahead, basically, to get uh, a foundation for the upcoming college football season, and one in particular for the University of Tennessee that I think you're going to enjoy. Before we do any of this, I need you guys to share this show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. If you would be so kind, if you are hanging out with us on Twitter, please retweet the show in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen. If you are on Facebook Live, like Shane Stafford, Stafford or Cat Vandiver, 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 either way, share, share now to public. That's in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen. If you are on YouTube or on Twitch, please subscribe to the A to Z Sports Channel, where you can. Get our live stream coverage seven days a week, and we would be grateful for you liking the video if you would do so as well on YouTube if you happen to remember to do so. And now that more of you are here, you'll share the show. We'll get this thing started. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Wednesday. I'm your host, Buck Rising, if you're new to the show, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you. By the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, GaryAshton.com. That's where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team has the keys for you to see uh, succeed. In fact, the intel for you to succeed at GaryAshton.com. Uh, Two Rivers Ford, where you go for satisfaction, uh, unlike any other car buying experience in your life, in the state, in the country. Certainly in Middle Tennessee, Two Rivers Ford is the best car buying experience with the best quality American-made Ford vehicles. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, Baker Mayfield finally gets traded today. That was as we were wrapping up the radio show, uh, I think right around 12.30. And looking at what, uh, at looking at what Baker has now in front of him, the Cleveland Browns traded him away. They ate uh, basically half his salary. Baker had to take a $3 million pay cut to make the deal work, but ultimately he gets out of Cleveland, a team that has obviously expressed a lack of interest in keeping him around. Now, the Deshaun Watson situation for Cleveland is not yet resolved. And if it was any other, almost any other professional athlete than Baker, I would have said, you know, there's probably a way to make that work. Um, even as it's very cold, what has happened to a player in Baker's position, um, where you play through injury, you play through considerable injury, and all of a sudden the team just decides to throw you away. 
decides to throw you away like trash. Um, and four, uh, they throw you away for a player who is questionable at best at this time with what it is that he brings to the table, other than he is clearly and obviously a superior talent at the quarterback position. So now Baker comes to the NFC South, or goes to the NFC South, rather, and it's a pretty interesting look at what lies ahead. Now, as I mentioned, the Carolina Panthers will open their football season against the Cleveland Browns. So there will be some intrigue to that week one game. I want to start, though, with your Two Rivers Ford take, if you would be kind enough to give it to us. The question that I'm going to ask you guys this evening on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch is simple. Let me know how you feel about where the Panthers, now with Baker Mayfield, likely is their starting quarterback, where you think the Panthers will finish in the NFC South. We will talk about this together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. Uh, you let me know where in the NFC South you think the Panthers are going to finish with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. And while you do that, I want you to listen to our friend Greg Cosell of NFL Films talking about the aforementioned Baker Mayfield. Greg, a little movement today, actual NFL news for us to start the podcast with. Baker Mayfield, the former number one overall pick by the Cleveland Browns, is going to start for, well, we don't know about starting, but he'll be in a Carolina Panthers I, uniform. I would think he would start, but, you know, what, what do we know right now, Buck? But I would think he'd be the starter. You know, I, I uh, it just makes me laugh. I don't know if you've seen that clip of Ben McAdoo, the offensive coordinator, accidentally letting it slip that they had planned to start Darnold for uh, the season and then coming back and saying, telling reporters, yeah, you know, I'm not supposed to stay say stuff like that anymore. Right, so right, right. Maybe right. forget that that happened. But yeah, Baker's going to play for Carolina this year. And ironically enough, week one, they got the Cleveland Browns at home. Oh, they do. I, I didn't look at the schedule, so I did not know that. But that's that's interesting. Um, it, it should be interesting because Matt Rule, I, he's obviously the head coach and McAdoo is the, the coordinator. Mm -hmm. But Matt Rule wants to run the football. That's what he would like to do. He'd like to start his offense running the ball and work the pass game off of that. Now, again, you know me, Buck. I don't deal in the analytics per se. I don't know what the numbers exactly say, but I probably watched every snap of Baker Mayfield's in the NFL. Um, and I, I watched a ton of him his, his last couple of years at Oklahoma. To me, just watching him play based on tape study, and I'm sure if someone's listening and do, you know, does there might be analytics that show something different, but I think Baker Mayfield works best with a run game, run game foundation and the play action pass game. Now you can start getting into what personnel should be on the field. Mm -hmm. You know, per personnel is an odd thing because the way teams now use personnel, for instance, you could line up in 12 personnel with two tight ends and have a spread formation. Right. Um, you can line up in 11 personnel with three wide receivers and they could all be reduced tight to the formation. So, you know, sometimes people like to look at, well, he does well out of 12. And, and that automatic, I think people automatically assume that that means, oh, he's got two tight ends, so they've got a tight formation. That's not necessarily the case. Right. So you have to dig much deeper as opposed to making general statements that, oh, he does better out of 11. He does better out of 12. You truly would have to study formations, 
receiver locations and distributions. And um, you know, by distribution, you mean how many receivers are on each side? Uh, you know, three by one, two by two, and location would be where, what receivers are what. You know, yeah. uh, on each side. So you, that you'd have to study in great detail. But I think Baker is much better off the play-action pass game because the reads and throws tend to be much more defined. I think Baker, to me, just from a tape standpoint, is not as good in the drop-back pass game. I think he gets a little too unsettled, and he mm -hmm. starts to play a little too fast. Now, you wouldn't call him mobile, but he can get out of the pocket. But he's not going to make his living in the NFL being a movement outside of structured quarterback. He's had some success at times doing that, but that's not really – the, the keystone, the foundation of his game. He's at his core, he's a pocket quarterback. And you have to get him to play his best from the pocket. So that's Greg Cosell of NFL Films. That's, by the way, from today's edition of the install with Greg Cosell of NFL Films, the podcast that Greg and I do every Wednesday. Um, by the way, you can also watch full episodes of The Install right here on YouTube, if you so choose. It's just on the 104.5 The Zone YouTube page, so make sure that you are subscribed there as well for that episode and my radio show live-streamed each and every day. So, <clears throat> in looking at Baker Mayfield and what he does for the Carolina Panthers, how do you feel that that translates? That's the question. Where do you think they now finish in the division um, of the NFC South, where you're looking at Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, likely the favorites uh, as we sit here today, regardless of who's playing quarterback in Carolina, you have Marcus Mariota in Atlanta this season, um, a new look situation for the Falcons. You have Jameis Winston, who did seem to be in a pretty good spot as the Saints quarterback prior to tearing his ACL um, did seem like he was making some legitimate progress. And looking at all of this, where do you think that the Carolina Panthers now finish? It's your Two Rivers Ford take. It is, as always, brought to you by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is where you go for quality American-made Ford vehicles, for award-winning customer service, and for satisfaction guaranteed. Two Rivers Ford is the best place for you to go. Because it seems like everything is hard to do these days. Well, I've got some good news for you. Because there's still one thing that's easy. And that's buying a vehicle from Two Rivers Ford. No matter how you like to shop, Two Rivers Ford is there to make it happen. If you know exactly what kind of Ford you want, Two Rivers Ford will custom order it for you. And deliver it when it gets manufactured. Or if you have an idea but you're not quite sure, you can reach out to their non-commissioned sales team. And they'll stay on the look for you and contact you when a vehicle that might work for you arrives in stock. And don't forget Two Rivers Ford always sells below MSRP on all new non-specialty vehicles so you can rest assured you're getting the best price. When it comes to a finding a vehicle, call Two Rivers Ford and let them do the work for you. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Put Two Rivers Ford on your team today. So, Looking at this, I would say to you that after a fourth-place finish in the NFC South last year, five wins total with Sam Darnold at quarterback and with Christian McCaffrey dealing with all manner of injury, and frankly, finishing the season with seven straight losses. I just pulled up their 2021 record 
and went down the line. It was an ugly year for the Carolina Panthers, who started the season with Sam Darnold at quarterback, you'll remember. 3-0. and They were one of a, a handful of teams at the start of the NFL year that got off to a, a solid start. You thought, okay, maybe Sam Darnold is going to be able to be salvaged. Maybe uh, a situation for Carolina where they actually make a little bit of noise, given that Drew Brees is no longer with the Saints. Tom Brady, yes, yeah, still in Tampa Bay, but ultimately they collapsed. And now, looking at all of this, Baker Mayfield is coming to a spot where he's probably just a rental for a team that needs to figure it out. Baker's coming off significant injury, and Baker still has limitations as a player, even when he's at his best. So I would say that the ceiling for the Carolina Panthers is third place in the AFC, or rather in the NFC South, over the Atlanta Falcons because as I'm not, I've never been terribly high on Baker. And again, I don't, it's not, I don't believe it to be a a personal issue. I just don't think that the talent at quarterback is, is what it needs to be for a first round for a first overall pick in the NFL. Marcus Mariota, also a failed former first round pick in the NFL as a second overall selection. I just don't, I don't think Baker necessarily is going to be able to elevate that team beyond what it already is. Now, uh, looking at looking at what they have, it's a schematic fit for Baker. They'll use the play-action pass uh, well. They'll have a run game, whether McCaffrey's a part of it or not, because remember, they signed Deontay Foreman, who many of you did not want to see walk here in Tennessee. I think third placing the NFC South, though, is about as high as I'm willing to put them, because I do believe the Saints to be an overall better team um, and obviously the Bucs are the best, the class of that division uh, with Tom Brady at quarterback. Tom could be 70 and still probably be favored to win his division. Um, I mean, he's, what, over halfway there? <laughs> halfway to halfway to 70. He's going to be 45 in the middle of all this. Anyway, uh, John Bob says, imagine Brady was the worst college quarterback in that division. Well, certainly he was the least heralded, right? Sam Darnold, a first-round pick. Baker Mayfield, a first-round pick. Uh, a first overall pick. Jameis Winston, a former first overall pick. Marcus Mariota, a second overall pick. And Tom Brady in the, what, fifth round or sixth round? Number 199 overall, so that would be the sixth round pick at quarterback. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. All right, so let's uh, move on and get into a discussion about, uh, about the situation now for uh, the Panthers in week one. Who do you believe will start for the Panthers in week one? Do you believe it will be Baker? Do you believe it will be Sam Darnold? We can talk about this together on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. While you give me your assessment, I will tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress the official real estate agent of the, the uh, Nashville Predators. I almost said of the Carolina Panthers, but no, it's the Nashville Predators. Another big cat is GaryAshton.com. They will help you find your home while you are trying to sell your current one because it's a red-hot real estate market to sell your home if you are here in Middle Tennessee and in Nashville specifically. The Ashton team will give you the tools that you need to be able to sell your home for more while finding your next home. GaryAshton.com is where you go. So uh, I would say that of the two options, both, by the way, uh, I saw this tweet from uh, from Jamison Hensley, 
who covers the Baltimore Ravens for the uh, for ESPN.com. And I saw Jameson's uh, I saw Jameson's tweet earlier today because, of course, that was one of the more well-regarded uh, quarterback classes that we've had. Now think about this, okay? Think about how much is put in, how much a first-round pick at quarterback is valued. Think about how rare it is for quarterbacks at all at any level to be successful in the NFL. And look at this class as a perfect example of that. Baker Mayfield was the first overall selection in 2018. Third was Sam Darnold. Seventh, Josh Allen. Tenth, Josh Rosen. Lamar Jackson with the 32nd overall pick, the last pick of the first round that they traded back into the first round to make. Only Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are still with their original teams. Baker, obviously drafted by the Browns, now plays for the Panthers. Sam Darnold, also drafted by the Jets and now playing for the Panthers. Josh Rosen, who has been on four different teams since 2018, drafted by the Cardinals, then to the Dolphins, then to Tampa Bay, then to San Francisco, and most recently, a backup quarterback with the Atlanta Falcons. And like I said, Lamar Jackson working out a new contract to stay in Baltimore as an MVP candidate. Uh, well, not as an MVP candidate, as an MVP winner in the NFL. So uh, I believe it will be. I believe it will be Baker. I don't think they trade for Baker if Sam Darnold was going to start either way. Uh, can we trade Willis for Sam? Says Lou Man. No, you may not. Uh, that would be outrageously stupid, Lewis. Even uh, <laughs> even for somebody who likes off the wall submissions. But no, you may not trade. Malik Willis for Sam Darnold. That sounds dumb. Uh, MB says, Buck, that's why you never hype up a rookie quarterback class. I wait until their option years before I decide. I mean, that's been the case for a lot of these guys, right? Like it came down to the final season for Marcus Mario to hear uh, for them to figure out what exactly he was. Um, you look at a situation for Jameis. Uh, similar, I think the book was kind of out on Jameis uh, long before he had the 30 interception season, but still. That's why, you know, that's why the, the Malik Willis thing is so curious, right? Because even first-round quarterbacks rarely succeed, right? Rarely succeed at the level that you expect a first-round quarterback to succeed at. And as a third-round pick, Malik Willis is in a really, really good situation here in Nashville because he doesn't have to start right away. So it will be interesting to see how that development is allowed to foster and whether he's good enough to make it in the NFL as a starting caliber quarterback with a situation in front of him that does not require him to participate with any kind of urgency. Um, I think that, uh, I think that for the most part, you look at this and you say, yeah, um, this is something that is going to be a very, I mean, it's, it is, it is unlikely that Malik Willis becomes a high level starting quarterback in the NFL just by nature, not because of anything that Malik Willis has done or hasn't done, it's just hard to to crack through uh, with the uh, with the uh, miss rate of quarterbacks in the NFL. Keelan Watson says, "Well, uh, what about Mahomes? What about him? I don't I don't understand what you're what what are you asking me there? It just says Mahomes question mark. What I mean because Pat made it as uh, what I think I think they I think they picked Patrick Mahomes tenth overall. They traded up the Chiefs um, in the twenty. I want to say that was the 2017 draft, right? Wasn't that the year before Baker and Darnold and 
Josh Allen, maybe even 2016. Did Mahomes come out that year as well? No, and Mahomes was Mahomes. So there were only three quarterbacks, uh, first round quarterbacks in Mahomes draft class. It was Mitch Trubisky, second overall, which is wait, second or third? Uh, I want to say that Mitch was second overall. Then you had Mahomes at 10, if memory serves correctly. And then I don't remember where the Houston Texans drafted Deshaun Watson. Um, but yeah, that was the same year that the uh, that the Titans drafted. Uh, if it was 2017, who would have been the first round pick in 2007? Corey Davis and Adore Jackson, I believe, was the 2017 first and uh, two first round picks that the Titans had. Um, so Watson drafted 12th. Uh, well, Chris Alonzo is saying Watson was drafted 12th. Ken Kanev is saying 14th. So somebody's lying, and I don't know. I don't have the ability to look it up right at this second, but that's okay. Um, I think uh, I think that, uh, you know, somewhere 12th. 12th, thank you. Uh, producer Reed from the shadows, making sure that we had that information at our disposal. All right, but Baker Mayfield's going to start in Carolina. Uh, okay. So while I've been, you know, while I've been getting ready for the uh, another football season, I've been watching ahead some prospects because obviously Greg Cosell and I do this podcast every week and it's film based. It's tape study based. And so you would say, well, what the hell are you talking about right now when there is literally Baker Mayfield is the first news that we've had in the NFL since Deshaun Watson's uh, since Deshaun Watson's not legal proceedings, but his NFL, uh, his NFL personal conduct policy hearings that has taken place. Uh, so there's precious little going on. So you would say, what the hell are you talking about? Well, uh, there's college football tape that we can look ahead to and talk about prospects that are going to be available. So we started on the University of Tennessee today, looking at some guys who may be, who are for sure NFL uh, draft prospects and some guys who might be on the fence. So in doing this, and hell, honestly, we could build a full show out of this later on in the week, if we would like to, but the question I want to ask you for now is this, who is the best pro prospect on the university of Tennessee's roster this year? Give me your response on Facebook, YouTube, on Twitter and Twitch. Some of you may not be Vols fans. Some of you may not necessarily know the roster top to bottom. I think the vast majority of you will. So who's the best pro prospect in 2022 on the university of Tennessee's roster? We will talk about it together, uh, but you give me your response and I will give you mine here in just a second. Uh, I had to think about it and it's uh, UT, Tennessee is is getting better, right? Tennessee has clearly got an offensive system that is going to continue to produce uh, at a rate that you expect them to. The uh, Tennessee Volunteers program is in good hands with Josh Heupel and his staff and seems to be making some progress on defense, uh, looking at all of this stuff, um, looking at all of this stuff and saying, who's the best pro prospect? There's one guy who was not even remotely on my radar until he bust onto the scene last year. And Steven Snyder and Derek R both have the answer correct. Cedric Tillman, the wide receiver, who coming into last year had eight career catches and then all of a sudden turned into the bat, one of the baddest men in the SEC. The wide receiver at Tennessee, the Las Vegas native, is the best pro prospect on the roster this year. You, you had been, uh, you know, doing just kind of casually watching some of the players in the SEC. We talked about Bryce Young and Will Levis last week, and you had made mention of Cedric Tillman, the wide receiver yeah. at the University of Tennessee, who, I mean, coming into last season, Greg, 
uh, in his redshirt junior year, he had just eight career catches. And all of a sudden he turns into this, uh, you know, I don't want to quite call him an unstoppable force over the last eight games of their, of their season, but it seems like he was really in a position to maximize his skill set. What do you like about the young man? Yeah, I like Cedric Tillman. I, I watched a good amount of his tape. He's big. He's physically imposing. Now, in Tennessee's offense, um, which they don't move people around a ton, he lined up almost exclusively on the outside. Um, I thought, I mean, there was a lot to like about him. He showed excellent off-the-snap quickness for a big man. Um, he could defeat press coverage without any route disruption. He, he also showed physicality in defeating press coverage. He played big. He played powerfully. He's a physical kid. Um, and when he had free access off the ball, I thought he was pretty explosive getting into his route stem, breaking down the cushion of, of corners with speed and stride length. He's a big man, Buck. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I don't know what he'll, again, we don't have the official numbers. Schools do, but I don't see those until we get to the combine. But I'm sure he'll be in the 6'2 and a quarter to 6'3 range. He's probably going to weigh in the 212 to 215 range. That's just what he looks like to me on tape. Um, and so he's a big man. And because of that stride length, he played fast. You know, he may not be a 4'3'8 guy. My guess is he won't be, but he played fast. He had great balance, great body control. He could stop on a dime, which you don't see very often with big receivers like that. Um, and he's very, very competitive. He made a ton of tough catches, yeah. contested catches on the sideline. He caught through contact in the middle of the field. That's a trait you look for, particularly with big receivers, because you want to work them in the middle of the field because of their body type, their frame. And he caught through contact. To me, he has the look and feel of an NFL receiver. Um, I think he could be a boundary X, the single receiver to the short side of the field. Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, you know, you know me, I'm not necessarily good at saying where a guy gets drafted. Sure. But I would think that if he had a really good year and I, I would expect him to put up numbers, we can talk about uh, Hendon Hooker in a sec, yeah. but I would yeah. expect him to put up numbers again, same coaching staff, same offensive coaching staff, I know, um, same quarterback. He'll put up numbers uh, and I could easily see him being a top 40 pick in the draft. So we talked a lot about uh, the University of Tennessee on today's episode of the Install with Greg Cosell. Go check it out. Cedric Tillman, the wide receiver from UT, uh, has the potential to be a top 40 NFL draft prospect. That's a that's a second-round pick at wide receiver, kids. And that's no small thing because, like I said, he had eight career catches coming into last year, and then all of a sudden he's the best player on the field for that offense that is going to put up numbers regardless of who is out there on the field. All right. Uh, great show. Happy to have you guys in with us this evening. Thank you, as always, for spending time with us. We'll do it one more time tomorrow night. Uh, listen, I have uh, a great event coming up that I would like to invite you guys to. And in fact, I uh, I should have thought of this earlier to have producer Reed help me put it up on the screen, but I can do this myself because I am of above average intelligence, I would think. Um, most days, and that I have the ability to do this without asking producer Reed to babysit me at any given point. Um, so coming up in two weeks from tonight, we are putting on a bowling event at Brooklyn Bowl. Uh, it's an opportunity for you guys who are here in Nashville to come hang out with us. 
to come hang out with a bunch of our friends who are going to be in attendance. Uh, former Titans linebacker Darren Bates, Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio. I've talked with the bus and with the boys crew about coming out. Um, a lot of our friends going to be coming out for a great night at Brooklyn Bowl in downtown Nashville uh, for a charity that we're raising money for. It's the church. Uh, it's the church at Mount Carmel. Um, here in North Nashville, and they do free summer camps for children who come from lower income situations. They're even working with a couple of people in the homeless community right now to give the children something to do during this time when they have nowhere else to go, nowhere to spend their time. And they do it completely on donation. So we're going to we're gonna throw a party for them, and we're going to do it at Brooklyn Bowl, and we would love to have you guys out. Uh, the link for tickets um, is available at 1045thezone.com with the ticket, obviously the proceeds going to charity. You get uh, drinks, uh, you get food, you get three hours of bowling, and you get to hang out with uh, a bunch of us and a bunch of people who listen to the radio show and a bunch of our friends who participate and, and give us their time on the radio show. So that's Brooklyn Bowl two weeks from tonight. We will not do a show that night because we will be at Brooklyn Bowl so I hope you guys will come out and hang out with us uh, if you so choose. Uh, Linda Epstein, uh, always lovely to have the lovely Linda Epstein here. So she says, Buck, if we can't attend, can we still donate? Absolutely, you may. Uh, I will, uh, in fact, Linda, I will get you the details uh, personally right after the show wraps up because uh, unfortunately for the church, they are they are still it's uh it's not necessarily they they're not necessarily set up the best for them to for them to have do donations directly to uh to them we have we are going to uh we're going to work with them on that endeavor to try and set up things like just simply a venmo for people to be able to donate with greater ease but yes i will get you that information absolutely because that is very kind of you um to help out a great cause that we're excited to help out that's going to do it for us tonight Thank you guys for spending some time. Mike Gola Jr. on the radio show tomorrow. We are on from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Have a great evening. Uh, we will get into it. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about college conference realignment. When will Miami, Florida State, and Clemson end up in the SEC? When will Notre Dame play for the Big Ten? We will do that tomorrow from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone.